The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Hi, welcome to Past Yet Present. I'm Marilyn Tapp, spiritual medium and author of Love is Greater Than Pain. Those who passed share our need for love, understanding, and resolution. Together, we go from communication to collaboration. Welcome back to Past Yet Present. Today we're recording and let's see, Harry is here. You know Harry already and our, our pal and engineer and producer Hector is here. And his wife Mary Beth is here also just hanging out and listening. You've heard from her before. One thing I really go out of my way to do before we start with Hector, because I know that, well, with all of us, we're really into music once something gets into your head. So with a nod to the Muppets, poor Hector, he comes into my office and I start right in with, it's time to put on makeup. It's time to dress up right. Because you know what? It's our presence. You showed up, you're listening, you're present. Do you know that if there are out-of-body people who are loving you right now, (laughs) it's like you just made a phone call, you showed up, it's your presence. You know what came in recently? And they've been playing with this out there. It's not what we present, it's our presence. Your out-of-body loved ones are here, they are present. We want to feel their presence. But of course, we're used to feeling them on the physical plane where we can hug them, so it's a little bit harder. But you know what? Here's the thing. They are with us. They are wrapped around us in the ways that they can. So their continuing presence is a present to us. The reciprocity. Think of the collaborative aspect of this. They're wanting to help us. And can they? They hope so. Sometimes we can't be helped, sometimes we can't. Last time we talked about what happens when we can't, even when you can't, even when you feel so shut down that the light isn't coming in. Take a breath. Even when it feels like you can't take a breath, literally, just literally notice your breath. You're present. Your loved ones are wrapped around you. Presence. They're with you. You may or may not feel their presence. You may have been taught. You may have decided. Maybe you've seen them your whole life and felt them. Regardless of that, whatever degree that you've been aware and downloading and knowing and communicating, when it's someone very close, sometimes it's just not so easy, even when you know how to do it. I know I've shared before how, you know, I figured my mom is going out of body and she was in such tough physical shape and she had some dementia before going I'm just waving at her yes I know you don't now Um, and the thing is that again that vulnerability opens things up and there was so much growth and healing and allowing 
But I just, my mind, my mind and my heart, I was so happy for her releasing from the body that was giving her so much trouble. And, uh, and I thought, well, I'll be able to channel. But you know what? When you love someone that much, it's not so easy. Her presence was with me. I could feel her presence. You know, for over a year after she went out of body, I could feel her presence, especially when I was channeling for other people. But I couldn't download her. I could feel her hugging me. And just like everyone else, my vibrational level was lower. I continued to channel when I could and try and embrace the world because I know about that. And I'm very fortunate with a lot of nice people and nature and all of that. But even with all of that, even with the things I know about channeling and knowing with all my heart that her presence, that she wants to be with me, I know all about that, of course, couldn't download. And a little over a year, then, you know, now she is, she's here, she's always chatting, and I consult with her, and our daughter's like, what does Nana have to say about this? But you know what? Whether you can download it or not, whether you can interpret it or not, that to me feels, it's important. Sure it is. We all want to learn how to do that in whatever way feels best for us, the most comfortable and the most expensive. But either way, they're doing it. And Either way, whether we're downloading it in ways we can understand, you showed up. You showed up, and that's why that song, It's Time to Put on Makeup and Dress Up Right. You, you think I'd do that before podcast? <laughs> you know, Hector reminded me, this is, this is only audio. I, I, thank God you're not looking at me, you know? At any rate, um, not that I'm that hideous, I hope, but the thing is, it's, I'm joking. And, you know, they're pushing me to do that because if you've channeled with me, usually out there, when they're, when they're feeling like they're getting it across, they start making jokes. They start laughing. They want to lighten things up because their presence, their knowingness, our knowingness, it all comes down to collaboration. And where there's collaboration, there's healing. With collaboration, there's healing. They want me to repeat that because some people might feel like, well, there's just too much, you know what, that happened, and it's not water under the bridge, and I'm still in, well, that's, you know, of course, you're going to look at that and examine that. It's also an opportunity for that person out there, I was going to say loved one, maybe they're not so loved at the moment, because they, they might have been harsh, they might not have been, been able to get out of their own way or have the tools. But they're out of body. And one thing I really, oh, I always say that one thing. There's a whole lot of things. But what I hear over and over and over when we're channeling, over and over and over, is that they might be resistant out there. The more the trouble, the harder the relationship was, the more, whether they were toxic in some way or mentally not clear in some way, the shame that's involved when you're, they're out there looking at a life review and they're, oh, someone just yelled they want to abandon their past because it's too painful to look at. Sometimes people see what's, what's going on and whether it was intentional and usually, usually not. You've heard, I'm sure the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Some people can be narcissistic or bipolar or there are a lot of, there's so many things going on and the patterns that we learn. There's a lot going on, but one thing that seems to be so consistent and so beautiful out there, even though it's rough for people out there, they don't want to look at their life review 
and they can stay in that place, and it's not expansive, and it's not in light. The reason they're able to expand and look at it and make that decision to come back to the table, so to speak, and process is because out there, the angels, however you want to call them, they dangle a beautiful carrot. And that is, if you do whatever it is, if you do the work, it will help them. So if you left things in a way that, you, oh boy, you wish it was a little bit different or a lot a bit different, they're out there knowing that if they address it, and sometimes it could involve for them going into a therapeutic setting and really understanding some patterns that might have not been conducive to healing and to grace and to love, yet out there, everything is available and people can be resistant. Oh, yes, they can. If you think people are resistant here, yes, they can be. But they're surrounded by light and everybody is just waiting for them to nuzzle up, creep up, expand into that light, allowing, allowing, allowing. And what is that? Allowing their own presence, being present to their own life that they had on the earth plane, and now they're out of body. Can they be present to that, or it's too painful? They're working very, very hard. I hear it time and again. And the harder it was out there, the more they're working it. This week, I channeled for someone who didn't, oh, her dad, her dad is coming in. She said, how come he's the one doing the talking when he didn't do the talking at all in body? He was so removed and he was so, and he said, that's why. Maybe somebody else that you have a better rapport with could have told you. But yes, it's me. You can tell by the words I'm saying and by, by what I'm explaining to you. But it feels like it's not me because I'm communicating and that was not my forte. So sometimes people out there will really talk about, I'm going to give you all the facts and it's not going to feel like me because I didn't know how to do it or learn how to do it. And they could have a hard time with that, be ashamed of that or or totally understand what went into creating that scenario. But when they're out of body, they're hoping that their presence with us can help heal us as they're healing themselves. And what they like from us and what they ask over and over and over again is just our presence. We don't need to be unraveling Maybe we're doing that. Maybe we feel we need to do that for ourselves. And maybe it helps them too. But alignment with our presence, regardless of where you are, regardless of your anger, your pain, your heartache, the discourse that may have happened, the discourse that you wish could have happened, the conversation you understand now, can never happen on the physical plane. And so it might seem that so much opportunity is lost. And on the physical plane, for it to be in the structure that you wished it could be, yeah, that's not going to happen the same way. You know that, and it's grievous, and it's hard. It's really hard. But if you can be present to the opportunities that are there for you, right? 
now. We talked about what you do when you can't. Let's talk about what to do when you can. Much the same, really, aligning yourself and just being present. Because if you can't, and you're still aligning yourself, you're acknowledging, your soul is acknowledging, through the brain that is still setting you up to try, that it's available to you. We've talked about how the brain is this marvelous tool, but your heart and your gut knows, and the brain is trying to protect you. So when your heart reaches out, and all that love is going out there, and you need to really talk to that person who's out of body, and pour it all out, because otherwise it's too hard to carry it. The brain might try and protect you, and it might try and tell you, well, you need to do this. Ask your brain, that sweet, beautiful brain, to collaborate with your heart and soul, and to be present with you. And ask that brain to not get in the way and censor, because these big, beautiful brains of ours, they help us filter. And if you've been going through an unprecedented time where somebody you love is out of body, that filters. It might not be working so well when your heart is going through what it's going through and that gut has just been shaken to the core, but it knows on a soul level, but your heart feels broken. The brain doesn't know what to do. And it will try and help you. It might pull you back and say, no, you can't be out in public right now. You better stay put. Check in with your heart. Please allow that. Your out-of-body loved ones want you to do that. Your brain is telling you, no, 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 nothing can help me, nothing can help me. A hug can. Just seeing somebody can. Walking outside even by yourself can. So bring your presence and make yourself available to your own heart even if your brain is protecting you and trying to keep you sequestered for your own protection. I mean, don't fling yourself out there. Let the brain have its due. Collaboration, presence. Presence of mind with the heart. Presence of heart with the mind and allowing the soul to know, well, how can you figure out what it needs? <laughs> That'll engage the brain right away now, won't it? Take a deep breath. Think of our protection. We clothe ourselves in a robe of light composed of the love, the power, and the wisdom of divine consciousness. Yes, we wear it not only for our own protection, but also so that those who see it or come in contact with it will be drawn to divine and healed. I, I'm kind of noticing that when I do this, I always have this huge grin on my face. It just feels nice regardless of where you are. But I've had times when my gut is so low that I do it almost like trying to push those words out, even if I'm doing it quietly in my mind. Sometimes it's not so easy. Sometimes it feels like begging. Sometimes, you know, you look up at the sky and you say, what the hey, and it might not be hey. Sometimes it's not so easy. And sometimes, you know, it isn't about faking it till you make it. But we come back to what our pal Kerry downloaded about how awareness Awareness of the connection is the connection. We know how connected we are to our own pain and our own sorrow. And uh, I personally find that, you know, a lot of times when I'm in things like that, I'll, I'll look for distractions. I think it's human nature to do that. I think it's a way of letting in light 
we compartmentalize. That's the way that the brain can help us and let in some light. And then we take that light and we stir it in the pot. And then maybe we're in a better place to open ourselves up and allow the presence. One thing that um, has always, always been a part of the channeling for me has been humor. They're out there kind of chuckling. Things that will break your heart, but we have to remember that life is continual and the collaboration is continual and we have our, our soul families and soul friends and acquaintances that we rotate with. But sometimes it's just the heartache is so big and sometimes the functioning is so hard that they come in and they know that humor making us laugh, helping us to get to that place in spite of ourselves, is this automatic, beautiful, knee-jerk reaction that was downloaded into these beautiful systems of ours. Yeah, we register pain. Yeah, we register all these things. Oh, but the antenna system, humor, humor, humor. Oh, my God. You know, the writers, they've been on strike. We need them. We hope it's resolved and they get what they need. But we, we need comedy. We need people to hold up a mirror. We need stand up. We need sit down. We need lay down. We need all kinds of humor, they're saying out there. We need it. We need it when waking and on going to bed. We need that humor even through our darkest times. And that's why, and part of it is because I'm an annoying piece of work, but it's really, really about the light when I annoy Hector and start singing It's Time to Put on Makeup and Dress Up Right. Because it's about being present, getting ready for the presence to come through. They're already downloading in the morning. Obviously, they're downloading to Harry. He's been getting up in the middle of the night, writing himself notes and saying, look, you think this is? And it's like, yeah, that's what they want to talk about. Since we've been doing this podcast, we're playing in a different way. Since, since we've been going through more health challenges, we're playing in a different way because it helps with the balance. It really does, and it brings in the humor because things on the earth plane, my God, they're beautiful, aren't they? And then we see there are a lot of things going on right now in our beautiful world, and very, very beautiful parts of nature have been hurt, and so many people transitioning out. We just had the fire in Maui that gives you a, a framework of what the timing is here, and that banyan tree is still there. The reason they're having me bring this up is just, you know, with COVID, with so many things going on in the world where people, you know, obviously COVID, so many going out, and the spirit vibrational world opening their arms with all of their presence to accommodate so many going out and knowing that so many of them didn't have the love here, the launch pad here, the embrace here, the heart here, the love, sure. They want us to remember that if you were not present, your love was. That presence of all we share and all the love is wrapped around even if you could not be present. Ah, they talked about presence and present as the topic today, and I did not expect this. You don't need to be physically present for your love to be present and their presence wrapped around them and they are mirroring it back to us they're not present on the physical plane but are they present is their presence 
with us. <laughs> Absolutely, they're draped around us. What I hear usually is that they're wrapped around us. That's what they use. I'm wrapped around you and da-da-da-da-da. Because why wouldn't they if they can? Wouldn't we wrap around them with all our love? And even if we're mad at somebody, even if it was tight, wouldn't we want to give some of that love to help them figure it out? Wherever you are in this, your presence, where you are, whether you think about it or not, whether the thinker has any idea about it, and we talk about helping to allow that thinker integrate with the heart and the gut. But you think, if you think, the head, yep. Do you think with your head that if your head takes you in another direction and you shut it down and you're not going to deal with it, you think in your, your heart and your gut are aligned that way? They want you to know that that's darn near impossible. The head does not have enough strength to suppress the heart and the gut, maybe for a while, while you need to be pulled back, while you need to find your breath, when you're rolled up in a ball because the punch in the gut and you haven't caught your, your, your breath, so to speak, your energetic breath yet, your heart and your gut is still present to your pain. Of course, your mind's trying to protect you. What a wonderful mind it is. And you take responsibility and think, hey, that thinker is really good. It's going to pull me away. I'm not going to. You know how people out there don't want to talk about or mention the name of the person you love? because they think it will upset you. That's the thinker. Their heart knows. They might not understand that you need to hear the name. You need to. We need to hear the names of those we love because they're here, and they were here in the physical, and they're not erased in any way when they go out of body, even though the physical doesn't continue the way we want it to. But you think they like the idea of, oh, we're not going to mention their name? And yet people with the best of intentions, I hear this from parents over and over, we know they love us, but they can't say the name in front of us. It's the brain's way of trying to protect. Sweet, huh? It is. Might be what we need to do. It's good intention. But that brain, <laughs> look at it and give it a little humor. Sing whatever ditty you need to. Let laughter or tears, either one is a fine, fine trigger. Let the laughter or tears be that knee jerk, hip jerk, elbow jerk, shoulder jerk, soda jerk, whatever jerk you're dealing with, and you're not a jerk at all. No matter how much you've been able to yes or no, they're playing with words out there. They're stirring the pot. Your loved one out there might be using humor. They might be trying to bring you signs that will make you laugh because when you laugh again, that whatever jerk reaction <laughs> will help you move closer to the truth of the collaboration. Presence. Presence. When your mind says you're not, you still are. You know, it's kind of a crack up and, and thank God for science, you know. Harry and I wouldn't be here, both of us, we're somewhat bionic at this point. We would not be here if it wasn't for modern technology. And it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. We play with our technology all the time, and people out there love the vibration. I thought this was going in a whole other way. It's so funny, they channel, and my mind goes like, oh, what a good, oh yeah, they're going somewhere else. Isn't that fun? It's still discovery, even for me as I listen. 
So they want to remind us that while technology, we might find it distracting. How many times, if you want to think of in nature or a place of worship, which is nature or a house of worship or one of those things, and people are playing with their phone instead of looking up, you know, it's, it's, it's what we do. It's, it's all about presence. But higher technology, well, you know, again, we're here because of it, but also the vibration of it has gone so high up that they'll play with it. And what I was going to say before that they're coming back to is that this is where I thought they were going initially, but I understand their interjection, is that science is wonderful and it's always learning, it's always learning, and it's always expanding. But the channeling and what they've had coming through and what we download has been talking about the truths that the scientists are running to catch up, been channeling in now along, I'm sure, with many others, that spiritual DNA, emotional DNA, is, is just as, if not more important and affecting us than just physical DNA. And we go, what? Really? How ethereal? How woo-woo? Well, now epigenetic. It's really wonderful. Science is also proving all around presence, vibration. Yeah, they've been researching for years. Isn't it beautiful that the mind wants to catch up with what the heart and gut knows? And isn't that divine? We don't have to be mad at the mind for not getting it right away. And again, I say this all the time. One of my favorite Maya Angelou is when you know better, you do better. And my first thought is, why didn't I get it? You know what? Because we've been taught to get it fast. We go to school. and We're supposed to sort it out and get it fast. You know what they tell us out there? We get it. We got it. Good. Don't be mad at yourself. And, and I'm trying not to, too. Maybe whatever it took got us there. Maybe I just wasn't in that place before I got it. Maybe I'm thinking, gee, I want to start over with what I know. But, you know, if we come back in body, we probably ask again to prove to ourselves just to keep learning about unconditional love for each other and then for ourselves as well. That is a factor, you know. So presence, how can we help it? The mind protects us. Let the mind be a collaborator. Let's not have it work against us. You know, I, I get some kind of a knee-jerk reaction when I'm reading about how science is doing, you know, they're doing this and they're doing that. And it's like, well, yeah, channeling has been talking about that and all that money could have gone towards. But you know what? We need to prove things on certain levels. And, you know, all of that has brought us to where we are now. All that learning, all that expanding, it's part of our experimentation with what's here that connects us to the all, which, which connects us to all of soul presence, which includes in body and out of body. It's a collaboration. They're present, and as you know, they're not peeping toms, but in terms of our love and expansion and resolution, in terms of understanding, you know, it's never too late. Um, Harry's mother just came in. She's been coming in quite a bit. And, you know, Harry's situation, if you know us, Harry comes from a, um, a Holocaust background. And his parents had been in the camps. And how they put one foot in front of the other, we don't know. And they raised two sons. And a lot of information's been coming out about, you know, we knew about some of the losses. We didn't know about all of them. 
It's about presence. She has been coming through, and I feel her working with him as we're going through some health challenges, bonding and loving in ways that, though she was present in whatever way she could because love was there, of course, but of course there were bonding issues. When you've lost so much and gone through so much trauma, it's really amazing they were able to do what they did, but what she wasn't able to do on the earth plane. As we're getting older, you know, Harry's understanding on a level of, he's, he's going back to the memories he suppressed because he's, he's understanding that for him and for so many. And of course, for Harry, he's thinking about it with other situations as well. I remember I studied with Ellie Wiesel back in the day, and at the time, it was Darfur. There was so much going on there, and he would say all the time, you know, the Holocaust, it's not a Jewish issue. This is about humanity. And wherever it's happening, all of humanity has to love and take care and, and take care of everyone. Well, you know how that expansion happens for so many. Harry's mom, she, she loved in so many ways, but there was a level of depression. And, you know, but now that she's out of body and so much healing, I could feel her. I could feel her looking out for our kids when they were not well and going through things. I could feel her presence. All four grandparents are out there, both Harry's and my parents are all out there. But since, since these challenges with Harry, I literally either feel her working through me. I literally sometimes feel her come through my body and, and to come and to help him in certain ways. And I, I know I've shared this before, but, you know, lately he says like, oh, my God, is it, is it a memory? We're laughing a lot about what came first, the chicken or the egg. She's hugging him. Is he thinking about it? Is he thinking about it? So that's what made. Doesn't matter. It's presence. Who loves first? You love each other. Doesn't matter who shows up first. She's laughing. She says with all her heart, that's what she wants. Just to be with him, just to help, and to nurture in ways that she didn't know how to on a physical level because that punch in the gut, well, it was so much heartache. But the love never went away, and the intention was always there. So now, as he has opened up to a vulnerability to allow the healing, who do you think is on board? Who do you think is helping with it? We work together. We work in collaboration. And when we take responsibility to just say, okay, if we can joke with them, if we can play with them, if we can allow our minds the expansion, even when it's a tough situation. When we allow ourselves, even the thought when we don't, you know what, feel like it. That's what they said out there. A whole bunch of kids said when you don't, you know what, feel like, you know, you know what they said. Then take a deep breath. And only if it feels right, because it doesn't feel right all the time. But if it feels right, look up and say, it's time to put on makeup. It's time to dress up right because you're preparing. You're getting dressed up for your date. You're putting on your Swedish shawl. Not Swedish. Oh, they said Swedish fish? No, sweet. I have a Boston accent. Sweetest shawl. You're draped in love. You've got a meeting. You decide when, where, what. But you know what? Whether you're conscious or not, that presence is there, the love is there, 
You can decide not to just like they can. But you know what they always say out there, love wins? We've come here to do that. We've come here to do that. And sometimes it's really hard to feel, see, share the light. But remember, just awareness of the connection is the connection. We'll keep saying that. Take a deep breath. And maybe you're exhausted and maybe you just want to go to sleep or maybe you just want to jump up and get the hell away from these thoughts. Notice what's going on in your gut and in your heart. Ah, maybe the shoulders are feeling heavy and you're just tired. Notice and take a breath. They're telling me out there that, you know, what happens very often is the, the channeling, the words are a distraction while the energy the energy, the invitation, the hug is there. So take a breath. And if you feel a little lightheaded, that's the mind letting go and allowing itself to be embraced with the heart and the gut and your full-on soul intention. Do you have to worry about how to do this? No. No. You don't have to worry about how. Just being, just being here right now and feeling what you're feeling and taking a breath and saying yes, saying okay. And even if you're not in that place, saying with a smile, even if it's, ah, uh, ah, crap, you know, but I'll find a way. Agree with yourself. The door is fully open. But if your mind is having it a little bit ajar, stick that foot in there. Stick that heart in there. And know that their presence is with you. Especially in the darkest times. Oh, one, one sweet, oh, oh, oh. Yes, there are several. I channel for parents sometimes who have somebody in body who are, who's going through troubled times. And one particular, the dad is coming in. The daughter is in body, but has gone through really, really, really hard times. And um, he channeled into his wife, who's in body, and doing what she can do on the physical plane to help their daughter. And he's helping on the spiritual plane, of course. He talked to her about the two times that she was not wanting to stay here in the physical, that he was wrapped around her, and that she's still here, and that help was gotten um, but, you know, they're helping, they're helping, they're helping, and they're helping us in our time in need. And it's interesting because he wants to explain what he told his wife and what he wants to share with you is the responsibility of knowing that he was there, he was loving. He does not get to decide. People have free will. But all his love was there supporting her and helping and that's what we can do. And we're all connected that way. But here's the thing. Even though the daughter didn't ask and may not have understood or felt literally consciously his presence, things shifted a bit. And it's interesting because here we have parents who are tag team in body and out of body to best support a loved one in body. This is happening whether we're in body or out of body all the time. It's interactive. It's networking. Be present to their presence as they are present to our presence. 
And they're laughing and just saying, your presence, we can't get rid of you. We see you. We see you just fine. And, and they're laughing. They don't want to get rid of us. And of course, we don't want to get rid of them. Thank God. <laughs> because how it's set up, you know, okay, you know, how you look at it in terms of God or divine consciousness or the divine dilemma or the divine collaboration, it is set up in such a way that laughter, laughter is one of the main keys to open that door to that divine collaboration. How sweet is that? And if you're not feeling sweet, well, they're saying, help yourself, put on some comedy. If you need to cry, do it. It makes the space. But, you know, again, we always talk about watch those, you know, they, they like to make a lot of kid movies that'll just rip your heart out. So that can help you if you need to just let her rip, so to speak. But the laughter. Sometimes we laugh till we cry, and sometimes we cry till we laugh. And they're saying out there, it's a way to stir the pot inside the brain and allow the heart and the gut to just come on through and have their say and bask in that and allow the mind to rest. We don't always have to be figuring out what to do. You see, presence is being, being present. So allow yourself to be present. Take a deep breath and allow yourself to dream and allow yourself to collaborate and allow yourself to laugh. One thing I hear over and over and over from people who are here on the earth plane is that they feel guilty laughing, that their loved one out of body, that it's shameful, that they'll be upset, that, oh my God, they'll think I'm okay and I'm not okay. And if they hear me laugh, they're going to, no, 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 no. They know. They know who you are. They know what you're going through. And they're trying to make you laugh. Yes, they are. Because they love you and it'll raise your vibe and get you closer to where you can feel it when they're hugging you all up. So in whatever way, well, one kid just said, you know how a brook babbles? <laughs> Find a way to laugh. So cool. We, we live near the, the, well, not that close, but, you know, pretty close by to the, the San Diego Safari Park. Um, find yourself a hyena online and listen to them laugh. Find monkeys who laugh. Find whatever it is that will just go inside you and cause some kind of knee-jerk reaction. If you can, think of those loved ones and the times you laughed, and do you know what they're always asking, always hoping, comes through constantly. I love to hear you laugh. I love to hear you laugh. Allow it. It helps them. It helps you. And it gets us closer to that truth of knowing. And you know what? Whether the head knows it or not, it's happening. And that's the truth. So every day when you wake up, well, you know, I'm not saying you need make, but take a deep breath. Think of getting ready for the beauty and the mystical and the magical and how it wants to play with you today and how you want to play with it too. Until next time. Thank you for sharing this energy in space. Together, we collaborate, raising the vibration for all. I'm Marilyn Cap, author of Love is Greater Than Pain, and you can find me at marilyncapp.com. Remember, 
the healing continues with those who are past yet present. If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.